Welcome to the IBJJF podcast, the official podcast of the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Tune in to hear interviews with the top coaches and athletes in the sport, as well as breakdowns and analysis of the biggest events. Let's dive into this week's episode. We're back with another episode of the IBJJF podcast. My guest today is Elder El Monstro Cruz. Elder's going to be competing at the IBJJF Absolute Grand Prix on Friday, November 18th. You can watch all those matches on Flow Grappling. And just as a reminder, the event's brought to you by Black Armor Kimonos. Elder, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me, Danny. Absolutely. So let's jump right into it. I want to get started and talk a little bit about your journey to get to Jiu-Jitsu. I know you started with wrestling and you did some mixed martial arts. Can you talk about how that transition went from those sports and then finding jiu-jitsu and finding your calling in that sport? Um, so, like, it, it, with wrestling, I wrestled since I was, like, 14 years old. And then I got into college, and I always kind of, like, stuck around into wrestling, but I just never was able to, like, compete in college or, like, go and wrestle somewhere else because, like, I, I did really bad in school. And just got into like the wrong things, and then I kind of had like a like a like a like lost period. You know what I mean? I was just trying to figure out like what I was gonna do, and then I found. I just figured I wanted to do something, so I signed up for some MMA fights, like an MMA amateur MMA fights, and like I went into it like no coach, no nothing. Basically, I just trained out of the UFC gym, and. While I was training there, that's when I got like introduced to jujitsu and everything, and and I had my two fights, and then I wanted to, I, I saw that there was like more to jujitsu, like my jujitsu needed to like I had I started to get like goals in jujitsu, so I transferred over to the Lucas Leach BJJ, and I've been there ever since for like the past like five years, and it's been like a crazy journey so far that's amazing what was it about jiu-jitsu that stood out compared to those other sports that made you really want to pursue that path man it was just crazy like i i, I was like used to wrestling which is like two guys like oh like like trying to take each other down to the ground and like uh and like you know what i mean nobody wanted to really like be on their back or anything and i remember like the first couple of practices like i went to jiu-jitsu and like I got beat up by somebody that was like way smaller than me or tapped out. And I was kind of like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> and then, and then, so I, I liked that part about it. And then I saw, or I got to like go up against guys that were like really high up, like in the level. Like I remember rolling with DJ Jackson when I was like a white belt. And like, I kind of just like, I, I kind of got like the idea, like, man, I can do this. Like, I, I, I'm going to be at the top of this. Like, if I just keep going with it, you know? Yeah. You mentioned that Lucas Leitch was your coach. That was the first gym that you walked into was his. What has his role been in your development in jujitsu? Man, Lucas Leitch is the man, the man. Like, I remember he's just been like my, like, he's like my, my he's like my coach for sure, but he's like my friend kind of like a stepdad you know what i mean like always always has his best interest in like helping out like 
competitors he feels like have like like passion for it and like he's just helping me out a lot like throughout this journey like in whatever ways he can you know what i mean like always pushes the training really hard always like asks you how you're feeling always like you know like is there like to be supportive of your of your um of whatever your goals are and i kind of credit him like because most jujitsu gyms like i feel especially nowadays they do like you're either like a straight gi guy or you're straight no gi guy and i remember like since i started like lucas would always tell me like yo like do both gi and no gi like doesn't matter like do both you're gonna get more opportunities and he was right like since i did both like see now i'm <laughs> i just got done doing like a nogi tournament and then this like the nogi pans and now because i have i've done gi before and like i won worlds in the gi this opportunity is coming up in the gi as well yeah you mentioned the nogi pans and we've seen you compete in the gi as well do you feel like your background in wrestling and mixed martial arts where you have the great takedowns the great top control do you feel like that's been a big catalyst for you to have so much success both gi and nogi oh 100 <laughs> percent like that's kind of like my style, like because of wrestling and all that. Like I knew that was my advantage, so I made sure like to like make my my jujitsu kind of um to make my jujitsu style that way. Like make it where I like I take you down, I pass your guard, I get to your back. You know, I try to submit you that way, like smothering you basically. So yeah, one hundred percent, my wrestling has has been a big part. I want to talk about one of your biggest gi accomplishments. You won the 2022 Worlds at the brown belt level. The Worlds was such a great experience this year. It was back at the pyramid. Checkmat brought out a huge team. They're always super supportive of their athletes and competitors. Can you talk about what that experience was like, winning the Worlds, being back in the pyramid, and getting that world title in the gi? Man, that one was special, super special to me because like every time I've gone to the gi, the gi Worlds, like I, like I just kind of like, the last time I was there, I came up short. Or like every time I I've done the the geek before that, I always take like I was I was taking second and then second. So this time, this one was really special to me because I got to the finals. I had some like uh, some tough matches leading up to the finals, but in the finals, I was going up against um, Kyo from Gracie Barra, and in the first minute thirty, he's up on me like six points two advantages and i i just remember i had to dig like really really deep like like basically just like keep going i was like man this isn't this isn't how it's gonna like end for me you know what i mean and i had to like fight back and i ended up winning the match so it was like a really really amazing um way to win the win the worlds yeah it was amazing that's incredible and you got your black belt after the worlds from from lucas what was the feeling like getting your black belt? Was that always a big goal for you when you started jiu-jitsu? Of course. I think I think it's like a goal for like everybody, but it was just like man, I remember like like when you get your black belt, it kind it's kind of like one of those moments for like you, like you can't help but like cry just because like you, you like know how much like you've been through to like get to where you're at right now, you know what I mean? Like all those all those feelings, you start thinking about like all those feelings, all those like uh all the tournaments, all, you know, everything you had to do to like get there, it was worth it. You know what I mean? Like, 
So yeah, that's amazing. So let's talk about the IBJJF Absolute Grand Prix. You're going to be competing. We have yourself. We have Kainan Duarte, Gutenberg Pereira, Cyborg, Ryder Zuki, Gabriel Oliveira, Enrique Ciccone, and Francisco Lowe. When you first saw that all those competitors were going to be part of the GP, what did you think about that field? I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just um, – well, yeah, I, I, I thought that. Like, obviously, you got to think you're going to win, but it's just crazy. Like, I was like um, – I remember, like, four years back, like, when I was at the Blue Belt Worlds, like, all these guys were, like, already black belts, except for, like, maybe Francisco Lowe. But all these guys were, like, already black belts and, like, doing things. So it's, like, it feels really good to know that, like, I'm already, like, on, the on like, that stage with all these guys, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is, like – um like the goal is to win, but this is also like great preparation for like the next um, IBJJF like gi season. Cause like the next, the, my, my goal is to be like uh world champion in the gi, this like next gi season coming up. So it's like, I'm glad that I get to like step on the mat with like all the guys that are like the best in the gi right now. That's interesting that you said you watched some of these guys coming up. You were a blue belt. Some of these guys were already black belts. I think in particular, Kynan, Cyborg, and Gutenberg have been black belts that are more more so veterans at this point. Did you watch any of the guy, those guys coming up through the color belt ranks and look up to their jujitsu? Bro, no, no cap. I remember in my blue belt, like when I made it to the finals of the blue belt worlds in the gi. I was like super hyped and I, I remember this was like when uh, Gutenberg was like really popping and like, I was like a fan of his at the point and I remember like walking down like uh, like he was like standing right there because I just, just beat like uh, one of his GFT guys and I couldn't help but be like, oh, like <laughs> Gutenberg, like, like, you know, like shake his hand. Like I was like, ah, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, I just I just remember like. Like seeing all these guys, and now I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm coming for all their necks. Now, now I'm not a fan, but I'm like a competitor against them. So it's like, let, let, like, you know what I mean? It's cool. Were there any of the guys that, when you first saw all their names announced, that you thought would have a good match with you that you'd really like to compete against? Yeah, man, I want to. I want to fight Sakoni again. You know what I mean? I want to fight uh, Ryder Zuki. I want to fight Kainan Duarte in the gi because he's like the defending. Uh, world champion so like i want to see you know what i mean if like my goal is really to be world champion i need to see like what it feels like to go up against like that, those kind of guys you know what i mean so i think i uh, to be honest i think i put on a great match against like anybody like I, I like i like like to make the crowd excited i like to put on a great performance you know what i mean Absolutely. So I know you feel like you're you're going to advance to the finals on one side of the bracket. If you had to make some predictions and predict who you'd face in the final, who do you think that's going to be? Who do I predict? I would predict if it is like the way, probably like against like Kainer Duarte. Awesome. How do you see that match playing out between you and Kainen? Oh man, he's he's strong in the no gi, so like I would only imagine that his like grips in the gi are like even crazier so i'd like I, I would like i for sure think i would have to take him down or he'd probably like pull guard right away but i'd i keep the pressure on him keep the pressure and kind of like frustrate him not let him do anything and then like figure out a way to like 
either pass his guard or like if I'm able to like take him down on like one of those quick um, on those quick takedowns, then that that like that that's probably how I'd, how it'd go. Well, Elder, thanks so much for your time today. Again, I really appreciate it. You guys can watch Elder and the rest of the IBJJF Absolute Grand Prix on Friday, November 18th. You can watch it on flowgrappling.com. And the event, like I said, is brought to you exclusively by Black Armor Kimonos. Thanks again, Elder. We'll see you guys soon for another episode. Thank you, Danny. Thank you for listening to the IBJJF podcast. Be sure to head over to ibjjf.com for the latest news and events from the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you.